Welcome to the Inside the Junior Rain podcast. I'm your host, Ben Frank, and each and every week we give you an inside look on what goes on behind the scenes of a USA Hockey model association, the Junior Rain. We believe in learning, we believe in age-appropriate, long-term athletic development, and we believe we have the responsibility to harness the power of youth sports to create better athletes, better people, closer families, and a better world. Thank you for joining us, and together we can make youth hockey a life-changing experience. Okay, <laughs> we are live for episode number 13 on Inside the Junior Rain, where we give you behind-the-scenes look on what goes into delivering our mission on creating a life-changing experience through youth sport and through youth ice hockey. Uh, my name is Ben Frank. I'm the club president. With me, as always, is Paul Esdell, our chief of hockey operations. And I'm just going to make sure that we're streaming properly today, uh, not sideways. We've had some technical <laughs> difficulties in the past, and I think we are good. How's the volume? Sure Looks like we're good. <laughs> All right. And I'm just going to keep this open so we can see the comments and things that come in um, and answer any questions that you may have. As always, uh, we, we, we have a lot of replay uh, viewers, so whether you're watching us live or via the replay, we really appreciate it when you make comments, uh, questions, give us a thumbs up in the comment section, let us know you're watching, even if you don't have a specific question. Uh, we'd love to interact with the community, whether you're inside or outside of our club. And if you like what you hear, we really appreciate your shares. We've been getting a lot of good shares recently um, and that's been allowing our message to get out to more people so we appreciate you sharing liking and commenting on this episode whether you're watching live or via the replay so today's episode uh, the title in the uh, in the episode listing there is pressure uh, good bad when why uh, we hear a lot about pressure in sports and also in youth sports so we want to talk today about what that is where it's coming from how it can be damaging at times uh, or counterproductive to maybe what the goals we're, we're trying to accomplish are. Uh, maybe it's place in pro sports and, and in youth sports and then how some specific things we do. We've talked in the past episodes about our curriculum and the experience documents. Um, we went through the last couple weeks, we went through the mindset section and we went through ignition to learning last week and the next phase in that experience part of the curriculum is the positive coaching alliance culture and how that implemented in our organization and with the kids can impact their growth as as athletes and people so we'll speak a little bit to that about how that applies to pressure so uh first off paul why don't you start with kind of um some of the places that uh pressure shears its ugly head <laughs> in youth sports and maybe where, where what that all looks right, like right right well i think when you're talking about pressure you're talking about a couple different ways right there's internal pressure right the pressure you put on yourself to to do a specific task or a sport right and then there's the external pressure and that's now, that's the outside pressure, right? That's from either teammates, coaches, uh, environment, culture, those kind of things. So I think understanding that first is really important. Mm -hmm. And then obviously different ages, there's, there's different awareness of pressure, right? And pressure is not always a bad thing. It's not always a good thing. I think there's good pressure, right? When, when, when you're talking about young athletes, um, putting some sort of expectations on themselves to, to perform in a certain way is, is, is a good thing. But it's, it's depending on how they look at it and how they measure it, I think is really critical, how they measure their successes. And I think that's sometimes when we get hung up in the youth hockey world or youth sports world is we're not always using the same scoreboard and the correct scoreboard on how we're measuring that. And we're feeling this, I, I just know from experience from 
from seeing kids that there's all this external pressure on them to win hockey games, yeah. right? And then you really take a, try to take a step back and say, well, why do you even want to win, right? What does it mean to win this hockey game? It, you know, what are the positives? What are the negatives? What, what can you learn from winning? What can you learn from the losing aspect of the thing? So there's a lot of stuff going on. And we're, remember, we're dealing with youth hockey players developing and maturing all together, right? So sports in general provides great platform to handle pressure and adversity, right? So I think that's understanding that right away is there's, there's that internal, the external, but the sport really provides a lot of that without having to create it on our own. Right, and that's one of the great things about youth sports, right? It creates this environment that's, you know, that, that makes diamonds out of, out of dirt, right? Uh, th that, that creates these opportunities for learning and for growth and for feeling pressure and things that, uh, naturally, the, the, the sport already does that. It creates that environment in which coaches and parents and things can have an impact on kids through sport, which is what we talk about a lot. And I think you keyed on, really, the key point there is pressure to what? Pressure and, and so how you define those things from the, the get-go of what you're trying to accomplish and everyone being on the same page with that. If it's pressure to win, if it's pressure on outcomes, pressure to score goals, three goals this game or to score a goal this game, those are outcome-based things and that can be misdirected, right? And, and creating pressure on outcomes that are oftentimes uncontrollable, make things not about the something and then if it's something that the athlete can't control it all becomes out of their hands and not, not under their control let me speak to that a little yeah bit. i think i think even just looking back at my hockey career my dad was a career coach for 25 years right and you think there'd be a ton of pressure on me to yeah. succeed and play college hockey and pro hockey and score all these goals and it was actually the complete opposite and i talked about this before about the pressure for me and the responsibility for me was to give everything i had every day i stepped on the rink Mm -hmm. and to be a good teammate so there was a there was a, there was kind of an honoring of the game and that was the pressure I felt yeah. like I and I had t challenges with with behaviors at time and banging my stick on the boards that kind of stuff that was that was the pressure that was put on me to honor the game and give everything I gave back to the game and to my teammates and give 100% and, and no having the perspective of yes yeah, some 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 years you're gonna win a lot of games some you're gonna lose a lot there's so many variables in youth sports, right? Some, there's different levels of players. There's different levels of goalies, which makes a big difference, yeah. right? So understanding and having perspective that uh, winning's good, but also losing's good and getting the most out of both of those. And really the most you learn is through those tough times. And I think that's with life and with hockey. And that's why hockey's such a great parallel is that you, you learn so much more about yourself and your teammates and your, your family when times are tough and you kind of stick together, you work through it, and you find solutions, and it's easy to win, right? You know what I mean? When everything's going good, that's easy, right? And it's it's not, and, and just take that back, it's not easy to get to win, right? You have to work through all these processes to win. But when you're winning, things are easy, right? It's not as difficult, but then when you're losing, how do you handle that, right? And, and understanding those differences, and I think as a, as a kid growing up in Edmonton, Alberta, which is a, you know, a ton of hockey there, having, my dad, the perspective and guidance of what really was important, what our scoreboard was, right. right? Our scoreboard was, you know, effort and team teamwork, being a good teammate. That was our scoreboard. And if I could do those things every time I stepped on the rink or every time I was in the classroom, um, you know, if I continue that every day, did the right thing, did the right thing, did the right thing, it could build into something. Yeah. I may have the opportunity to play more. Right. right, whatever that is, junior, college, pro, whatever it was. And sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. But the, the thing that we see a lot today is 
the amount of pressure that is put on kids to win one single hockey game. The focus is so short term, it's so minute, and you're seeing it really negative affect people, how their behavior and how they how they connect with the game. And that's what I what's I think that's the challenge we see a lot. Absolutely. And so that's why that's why it's so important to do some thinking around this and to talk about these things. And you talk about create the scoreboard, the scorecard, to have these clear things that everyone can be on the same page with because I think you know we, we don't want to uh, come across incorrectly here in that uh, oftentimes pressure from the external what we're talking about pressure is that from that external environment and that's what can often be damaging or can have the opposite effect that we that people want it to have and that pressure can come from coaches who are putting and I've been there I've done it as a coach <laughs> put pressure on the kids uh, on a certain result this game's really important yeah. or we, we, you know we got when, when those kids those kids should be trying their hardest every game right yeah. and, and, and usually actually as I've learned as a coach at a higher pressure game you actually want to relieve the pressure a little bit rather than add more pressure on top because there's that natural pressure there anyways right or pressure from the parents so right so for or from teammates so for most of the time pressure is coming from some a, play, a good place where a parent a coach teammate, whatever, they want to do well. They want to see their child succeed, have success. They want to see their team do well and succeed. And so uh, it's, that's why it's so important to step back and, and look at, well, what, what, are our, what are the things that we, are important to us? What are the things under our control? And what do we want to focus on uh, and put some pressure behind? And what do, we, what do we not want to do that with, right? And so oftentimes that's not defined at, at the beginning. And the easy thing to do is look at the scoreboard and look at the number of goals and things like that. And oftentimes not much else is looked at. And if parents are on one page and coaches are on another page and kids are on another page, that can be confusing. That's where this kind of different pressures, and now there's a lot of different pressure on the kids and that causes them to tighten up. It causes it to not be as much fun. And usually you have a worse result, which self puts more pressure and makes yeah. things makes things and worse I, and i think everyone's trying to help right and do the right thing for the kids and sometimes as coaches and parents it's that extra pressure that it's not really directed instead of saying we have to win this game i think the the way to do it as a coach or as a parent is ask the kid how they feel do you feel are you, do you, you know how do you feel before the game and some kids say, oh I'm, I'm nervous i'm nervous yeah and that's when we're like great yeah that's good pressure yeah. that why why do you hey johnny why do you think you feel that way? Well, I don't know. I don't know why I'm nervous. Say, well, then that means you really care. Yeah. Like this is good. That's good pressure. And I think that sometimes we we lose focus on that. We don't maybe don't understand that completely. That there are there's a lot of good pressure, right? And the pressure is to to go out there and give your best effort, right? Yeah. It's not just to win the game. Those are a lot of there's a lot of variables in that. But if we have that good pressure that you know someone has taking pride in what they're doing. Right, they're taking pride in their sport, in their art of what they're doing is really critical. And I think sometimes it just takes a minute to step back as the adult or the coach, right? And we all get caught up in everything and all this excitement, right? But taking a step back and saying, hey, how, how do you feel about that? And then that's when kids have the ownership and they have that intrinsic drive yeah. to succeed, right? And that usually starts early on with like the ignition to learning and they have that passion and that fun. Um, you know, we just heard another interview uh, during one of the Kings games, uh, one of uh, the, our Mike dads sent it to me. It was a quick little interview. They're talking to PK's, PK Subban's dad. Yeah. And he was talking. So All-Star NHL. All-Star NHL defenseman has a couple boys now in the NHL and National Hockey League, pro hockey. And they're talking about how it's important as a parent to step back and get out of the way yeah. and let the kids enjoy the game and have fun. And if you just keep doing that and they love it, they'll want more and more and more of it. 
and they'll they'll hold themselves accountable as they get older right. and they'll take it to wherever they're supposed to take the game right. instead of us as coaches or as adults forcing it upon them and really trying to drive them somewhere where it's not in them anyways right. and then we just we drive them off the road yeah. instead of where they actually could have been as a reaching their full potential so it's really interesting it's almost it's counterintuitive almost in a way right sometimes let to, go to sometimes to let go is to actually take a step forward right and so where's that pressure coming from right and that's what we talk a lot about what are, what are we trying to get what are we here for what are we trying to get out of this and ultimately we're giving these kids an opportunity to play hockey um, we want them to get you know a lot out of it um, it has to become theirs right we talk a lot about this right if, if, if we know that if someone think about it, it makes total sense though this way think about it this way if there's something that you absolutely love and you identify with this this is like your thing and you want to take this as far as you can go you put it on, you're gonna put pressure on your, you're gonna yeah. try your yeah. best to be the best that you can be if it's something that you feel you're doing because someone else wants you to do it because you're and, and as a kid you're not you don't make all your own decisions yet and someone else's aside is putting pressure on you to do something for them and, and even if it's not even if you don't we don't we don't realize that that's what we're doing but they feel that they have to, they're doing this for somebody else the the the, the effort level is just not going to be the same and then when times get tough they won't work through it right. and that's what we've seen when kids quit at that age 12 13 14 right times get tough or now it's not it hasn't been their thing for a couple of years now and that's why we see the numbers of kids quitting new sports and that's the danger right right absolutely and, and the other part that's, that makes this whole thing challenging is so we, we talk about okay, fig, figuring out important thing is what are we gonna focus on right so outcomes for one things that are not a team a team result in a hockey game and youth hockey game where there's different levels of play and there's different levels of players out there and there's all kinds of different variables. First of all, that's not something under, uh, in, in one player's control, right? So if we put pressure on an individual for the team to win, it's something that they, 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 they don't have any control over individually, maybe a small, small amount that they can contribute to that. Um, and that, that diminishes motivation, right? Because if someone's all over you about something that you can't actually change, that can be very a challenging situation, but, right? But yeah, and the scoreboard on the rink there, is one measurement. Right. It cannot be the only measurement right. for that reason because you can go and play a youth hockey game and play the best game of your life. The whole team can play their best game of life and still lose the game. Yeah. Or you can play your worst game and, and win. win. Right. And, the, right. and those are the variables in hockey at, at every level. Yeah. So that's why the scoreboard can't be the only measurement. Right. So there's one is figuring out what, what we're gonna focus on, so where do we direct pressure. Mm -hmm. Second, there's, we still gotta be careful of external pressure at, at any, in any area. Right, because what I've seen before in the past, so I'll share two stories. Okay, sure. first, early on in my coach, youth coaching career, so I played I played a lot of hockey at this point, um, but early on in the youth co coaching career, I coached a squirt B team, which is the lowest level of hockey at the 10U level, and uh, I had none of these conversations. I had no PCA, no ADM, <laughs> no none of these uh, really understanding of concepts to explain and communicate with the parent group on. I just coached the team, and I didn't run the best practices and all stuff, but I cared <laughs> about the kids and I liked what I was doing, and we had a skilled team for that age group. And we were undefeated in the regular in the regular season. Uh, I think we had a tie. And going into the first round of playoffs, and, and everything was final year because we were a more skilled team. And it wasn't because I was a super coach. And we had skilled, experienced players for the squirty level. The kids that just didn't make the squirt A team. There was no BB at this time, so they maybe just almost made that team. And we had a ton of success all season. And everyone was pretty laid back all season. It wasn't a ton of pressure because the kids <laughs> were doing so well. Walking into the rink. For the playoff game, three people in a row stopped me. Parents, well, well-meaning parents. Coach, we really have to win this game. We have to win this game. And I was like, whoa, whoa, you know. And you could tell 
in the, in the dryland kind of warm-up part that all the a number of the kids had had that same conversation in the car ride the, there and probably for days beforehand. There was all kinds of, you could feel, I could feel this coach pressure for that team now to win now that they're in the playoffs. And the team actually was extremely tight, Was played the worst they played all year. Maybe bad coaching too at that point. I, I didn't maybe relieve that pressure. And we ended up getting knocked out in the first round, like went like 0-3 oh wow. or something like that in the right. first round. And those are great examples. Right? Yeah. Why, why, why did that happen? Like, why do you think they, people felt that way? Uh, I think that the team had done so well. Yeah. Uh, the parents really wanted their kids to now experience that. They worked all season for right. the ultimate prize. Yeah. I had never, I didn't have conversations around common goals for the season beyond scoreboard yep. and things like that. And so there was just, everyone was just doing what they thought was to help. And a lot of people maybe didn't have experience in sports or coaching or hockey or whatever. And so there's all these different voices. And it, everyone wanted things to go so well, just added up to that. Tournaments under pressure, a bunch of, around a bunch of nine, 10 year old kids, most of them have only been playing hockey for a couple of years. Yeah, and it'd be interesting to see if you had two kind of test groups there. You had one group like that, and the other test group yeah. that had no external pressure put on them from the coach, yourself, yeah. or the parent group. And if they just went into it as a bunch of nine year olds going to play hockey, yeah. right at the you know at the local rink, mm-hmm. right, and and see the effects and how that affects people's performance, right, and that's the interesting thing when we talk about this pressure. It doesn't mean we don't want to win. Right. We right. want to win. We want to have success, but we also want to lose. We also want to understand what pressure is and deal with it properly, so it doesn't have, doesn't affect kids' performance and they learn how to work through pressure. Yeah. Right. And that, those are the differences. Well, and the funny thing is, right, is that those kids who played all the season too, and yeah. you, if anything, they were. I'm sure they were already putting more pressure yeah. on themselves walking into that sure. game, wanting to do well in the playoffs and things like that. So now to have a bunch of external people, coaches, parents, putting extra pressure on them. Didn't cause them to perform better, right? And that's sport will naturally create pressure, right? Right. We don't need as coaches or as parents to put more pressure on top of the pressure that has already been created, right? Mm -hmm. And that's why, like PCA is a great example of the tools they use. We talk about the Elm Tree, right? And that and that's focusing on mastery, right? Of of your sport, not just scoreboard results. It talks about effort, right? right? Focusing on the effort. Focusing on learning, right. right? And then, you know, E for effort, L for learning, and then M for bouncing back from mistakes, right. knowing that mistakes are critical for players' development, right? right? And, and losing a game, that, that counts as part of development. Part of learning and part yeah. of, right, exactly. And that's why that elm tree, the focus is on that, because I can control that. I can control my effort. I can control when I learn, mm-hmm. right? And I can control how I respond to mistakes, right? right? And those are the things we always talk about. The two two major things in, in, in sport development, player development, is effort and attitude, right. right? Those two things I have complete control over. No one else controls that besides me. And it's important that you stay focused on those two things. And you, you, you know, there's still an expectation that we want to give our best to try to win the hockey game mm-hmm. or whatever sport we're doing. But understanding that. Those are the those are our controls. Those are our measurements. It's important, and that's why we partner with Positive Coaching Alliance. And because they have these tools that really define these things clearly, clearly what we're going to focus on—the Elm Tree being yeah. one of them—effort, learning, and responding. How we bounce back from mistakes. And what I really like about that is it actually acknowledges, "Hey, we're going to make mistakes. Everyone's going to make mistakes. It doesn't matter that we make mistakes. It's how we bounce back from them, right? It's our effort, even on our good days and our bad days, because sometimes we're not feeling as as good or we're not playing as well. But it's it's, we can always try our best, even when we have a bad game, even when we lose, we, we, we 
focus if we tried our best or if we focus on learning something and that we all, we're going to make mistakes and that's how we bounce back from them rather than dwell on them. And it's important to know that it's age appropriate, right? right? I think that's something to think about, right? Is that you're going to deal with a six-year-old different than a 16-year-old, right? Sure. And you're going to hold kids accountable and put, a bit, you know, greater expectations on different age groups and understanding that is a big key for player development, right? Because at the end of the day, you know, if you're treating a six-year-old and a six-year-old the same way after you win or lose a hockey game, it's not going to work and in I, long term. I think there's some important things here to, to, to talk about that some other dangers here because even if we focus on so this another part of the story I guess is even if we're focusing on the right things uh, effort for let's choose effort for example sure. I've still at times had especially with young players had parents that are maybe frustrated with the lack of effort from their child in a game or perceived lack of effort yeah. from a child in a game especially at the youth hockey level maybe if a team is playing a team that is above their skill level sure. Um, and they look like they're standing around or they're not being aggressive or whatever. And so now we're upset with them for not trying their hardest. They're not putting enough effort in, that they're not taking it seriously enough. When there could be a whole bunch of different things going on there. Yeah, that's a big one. So a couple of things, I, a couple of comments on it is yeah. that every age group and every kid is going to be different, right. first of all. And their effort levels are going to fluctuate right. throughout a day, throughout a week, throughout a month, throughout a season. Understanding that, right? And definitely it's important that the kid has some ownership in the sport. Because if there's zero ownership in it, then you're gonna be frustrated all the time with the effort, right? Because it's not coming from within. And even if, has, even if the player has full autonomy over the ownership of the sport, it's gonna fluctuate within his age group, right? You know, at six years old, it's gonna be up and down, up and down, up yeah, and down. Yeah. It's gonna be, it's not gonna be a straight happened, line, right? Yeah, well, how do they feel that day? What did they eat? What happened at school that day? Totally, it affects it, everything. And, and what I, the, more I, the more I've thought about this, about player development, it, the great one to think about is where, where you are and where you were and where you wanna to go to. So we talk about like the reverse gap, right? right? So it's like, think about, okay, your, your son's a 10 year old playing a squirt hockey and he just lost the game 6-5 and he, and he gave the puck away to lose the game, right? That's just, is that just a devastating end of your career as a hockey player? Or as a parent, as a player, instead of you know understanding, dissect, maybe digesting that mistake, hey, I made a mistake there to make sense, you know, didn't didn't make the right read, whatever it is, move forward. I understand that I can learn from that, and then having the perspective of taking a look back, maybe a couple months ago, a couple seasons ago, where that player was. Oh wow, geez, I remember when he was seven, and uh, he couldn't even make it through a practice without crying yeah. or something like that. So that's the reverse gap of knowing where you are and where you were and how far you've come. Yeah. And I think that sometimes we all can get caught up in that and forget about that, but it's critical to revert and reframe back to kind of that reverse gap of where you were and why you're even doing this in the first and place. And make sure right? the player understands that too, right? Because the players can be down on themselves that cost the team the game or they think that cost the team the game with the player or a penalty yeah. or something. But I, I think it's really key to, to hone in here too on that external pressure because even what I've,